previously on Growing Up Gilmore. Not like a top line wig. This is this is Party City. <laughs> like I have that a wig Halloween at home. Halloween special. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten wigs off Amazon that are better than the wig that yes. Louise is wearing. Yeah. You hate each other at the he's end. He's in like his resentment phase. His era. Yeah. His era. <laughs> Can you tell we have Taylor Swift on the mind? We're actually ending the show here. Yeah. This is our last episode. <laughs> Just That's kidding. it. We're done. I've had enough. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amy. And Elise. And we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week, we are tackling season two, episode three, (laughs) Red Light on Wedding Night. Right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This episode kind of has me in a chokehold. A lot. That's Mm -hmm. very dramatic, but (laughs) a lot happens in this episode to the point where um, Elise and I watched it separately, and then I was like, um, do we need to record, like, right now? <laughs> I have so many thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. And also, just to preface this episode by saying, I really hope this is one of the best episodes we've ever had, because in order to record today, we had a massive blizzard last night in Minnesota. <laughs> Elise could not get her car out. I got stuck twice. Stuck twice. And then I was like, no problem. I drive an SUV. I'll come pick you up. Nope. I got stuck. Like (laughs) You got to my house and got stuck. Yep. And here we are, like two hours later. Shout out to my neighbors. Yeah. Yeah, They they totally listened. My one neighbor helped me twice now. So... I don't know what it is about Minnesota right now, but we are getting hit hard with the weather this year. Mm-hmm. So we are here. We made it. We are dedicated to getting this rolled out every week, and <laughs> I am hopeful this will be a good episode. So, Elise, without further ado, let's just get on with it. Yep. Who is our writer and director? Okay, so the... Uh, writer is Dan Palladino. Okay. Um, we know about him, so I'm just going to slide right into the director. Okay. I'm really excited about this one. Um, this is the first time we've had her. Her name is Gail Mancuso. She has won two primetime Emmys. She is noted for her work on 30 Rock. Oh, okay. I know. Modern Family. She's directed quite a, a few episodes of Friends. She's done a lot. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. 54 episodes of Roseanne. Blackish. I wonder if there's crossover with her and Amy. Um, on. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. 54 episodes is a lot. Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment. Did you watch that? I started it because I like that actress who is in the season seven. Yeah. What's her name? Yeah. Uh, Kristen Ritter, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that show. Shout out to my friend Pedro who turned me on to that show. It was amazing. I know. I didn't finish it, but I like I like Well, her. James Vanderbeek is in it and you didn't finish it? I know, but Dawson wasn't my favorite, honey. That mm-hmm. was Pacey. That's right. That's right. Five episodes of Gilmore Girls total. Okay. 
So we'll get her a couple more episodes this season and a couple more in season three, and then she will be done. Okay. But, yep, she's done. She's got a lot of work under her belt, and then she's still working to this day. She directed, I think, almost all the episodes of that 90s show that's on Netflix. Okay, well, I'm not going to hold that against her. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But that, I mean, that's cool, because that's, like, Netflix, so she's getting pretty good work. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't want to direct that 90s show. I mean, but direction is different than writing, yes. so I have to give her that. Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then she's also... Um, she directed an episode on this new show called Not Dead Yet. Oh, okay. And that is with Gina Rodriguez. Oh, okay. I'm kind of interested in watching it because I like Gina. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she is working still. That's so, great. Yeah, I love really, that. I know. I like. Think that's cool. Yeah, awesome. And I just like having the opportunity to have female directors mm-hmm. as well. It's nice to get a new player in the game. Because mm-hmm. we haven't had her yet. I mean, I do. I'm very partial to Michael Cattleman. Now, I know. But get over it. <sighs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a lot to discuss, so we're going to get right into it because this episode uh, is pretty heavy. Yep. So, all right, here we go. Episode three opens with the girls doing a cake tasting for Lorelai's wedding, and they're trying all these different flavors. And the woman who owns the bakery comes up and asks if she's made a choice. And, of course, Lorelai has not made a choice. And we'll find out why in a little bit. But she says, oh, the wedding cake is the most important part. It's the glue that holds everything together. And you cannot leave until you pick a cake. And Lorelai's like, okay, if you insist. We find out that, oh, and also, in the last episode, we forgot to mention that Max was going to be gone for two months. He was going to Stanford to teach, be like a guest teacher or an adjunct faculty or something for two months. But now in this episode, he's suddenly back. Yeah, it was weird that they even brought that up in the last episode because it almost seemed like, okay, well, we're just going to explain why we don't have max in the next couple episodes yeah but then he just is back it was weird i don't know if that was like a a conflict of scheduling or what yeah it's like why even say that if it doesn't really do anything for the plot yeah i don't don't get i don't get that yeah so he's suddenly back and everything is fine and as they're discussing rory says oh i made a mock-up of your invitations And I need you to pick a quote for the front of the invitation, and then I'll send them to the printers. So they're going through these quotes. They go through one of um, Sinclair Lewis, Lord Byron, and she ends up settling on a Mussolini quote, which to me is weird. Mm -hmm. And she has a lot of cynicism surrounding this entire process. And I feel like Lorelai is like a very sarcastic person to begin with. But me being a very sarcastic person, I can recognize when that's a defense mechanism. Mm. And I think that's kind of what we're leaning towards here. This leads Rory to ask Lorelai, is it ethical for us to be trying all of these cakes when you know that Suki is going to make your cake? And Lorelai says, what what are ethics really? I mean, it's fine. It's not a big deal, whatever. So it's clear that Lorelai is enjoying some of this planning process, but 
it, when it comes to like the little details or like the things that make it like a loving thing, she doesn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I think that it's interesting how they decided to costume and do her hair. Yeah. With the pigtails and like, is that that a comic, comic book shirt? Yeah. It's very childish and mm-hmm. she acts very childish. Well, she always acts kind of sort of childish in my eyes mm-hmm. when she's around Max. Mm-hmm. She's not really authentically herself at all. Yeah. It's disturbing. Mm-hmm. I did not like to watch it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, Which I will say, we've been getting some backlash on TikTok for not liking Max, oh, which is interesting. Well, they but. can, they can, <laughs> they can have him. He's all yours. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point, though. Her hair and, like, clothing here really makes her look a lot younger. Yeah. It's an interesting choice, I think. Yeah. She's just acting very childlike Mm -hmm. in this whole scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. Your daughter is doing a mock-up of your... What was it? The wedding invitation. It's the invitation? Yeah. The invitations haven't gone out yet? That's weird. I know. But I suppose if it's a small town and they're keeping it kind of small. Yeah. I don't know. I think we had to send ours out like three months in advance. Oh, yeah. I feel like I got yours. Yeah. Early. Six months before. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Yeah. I can't remember what quote we used on ours, but it was an F. Scott Fitzgerald quote. Oh, it wasn't Mussolini. It was not Mussolini, believe it or not. I think... This is already kind of setting the pace for they want it to be fun, quick, and fast. Mm -hmm. And I understand some people are just like, yeah, let's do it. But why? Why does it need to be so, like, quick and and cutthroat? Mm -hmm. Like, get it over with. If you don't care about it, then don't get married. Mm -hmm. Some people live happily unmarried for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, I'm really happy that they did it this way, though. Yeah. Because I feel like when I watched this the first time, I was like, oh, well, this wedding's not going to happen, thank God. Because Mm -hmm. there's no way the wedding's going to happen three episodes in. Yeah. Something's going to drop. Mm-hmm. Because it's too rushed, and that's very much furthering the narrative of why she backs out. Yep, completely. After the credits, we open to Lorelai and Max sitting down with Kirk, who has now presented us with a new job. He is a photographer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kirk. So. He would just take the pictures of everything that was going wrong that night. He could have just, like, always been taking pictures. I feel like he could have done like a National Geographic on small town America <laughs> and it would have been great because he as weird as Kirk is, he does kind of have like a weird eye for things. Oh yeah, his well his movies. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to It's like David Lynch oh movies. God, so good. So he's showing Lorelai and Max his examples of work. So he can be hired to do their wedding. And Lorelai says, like, these are really good for amateur shots. Oh, bitch. Yeah. It's weird to me because the chemistry between Max and Lorelai feels very off this entire scene. Mm -hmm. And it feels very, like, 
like a throw-in scene. We don't really need to know who they have for a photographer. Yeah. So part of me wonders if it's like this was like an added thing. Hmm, maybe. To make, I don't know. It just feels weird. I feel like they were trying to like set in motion that he is doing some of the wedding planning with maybe. her. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Since he wasn't there for the fake cake True. Ordering. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting because I I understand, like, having a wedding budget, but if you're going to have a budget where your photographer, you buy him lunch and then pay for the film and that's it, like, that's a budget. Like, you're, like... Yeah. Not spending any money on this at all. Mm -hmm. And not to say that you have to spend money to have a nice wedding, but... For someone that's always wanted to be married and, like, looking forward to being married, spend some money on something Mm -hmm. that's meaningful. Yeah, pictures, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of a staple. Yeah. So Max says that he has to jet because he's having somebody come over to paint his apartment, I'm sure, so he can, you know, get the lease figured out and whatever. And he's going to stay the night there. And Lorelai says, well, why don't you stay here tonight? And it can be like a trial run. Ew. And I'm like, why? First of all, you're getting married in like <laughs> a few weeks. Why a few days? I don't know. Wouldn't you want a trial run before you're even getting married? Yeah. I mean, I don't That's Because he me. was like, oh, you ready for me full time? Um, yeah. Well, you're getting married yeah, I feel like it's a little late to ask that question. Yeah, like, ugh. Yeah, it's weird. And a shout out to the people on TikTok who were like, yeah, he does not ask any important questions before. And one girl was like, yeah, the only question he asks is how he can discipline Rory. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wonder, too, do you think that part of, partly that Lorelai is thinking... That she should get him over just in case, you know? Like, Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. And part of me, too, wonders if it's like, I need to get him over here. We need to have a trial run because yeah. I am not sure how I'm feeling about yeah. this. That's what I'm wondering if it's some of that is, like, intentional on her mm-hmm. part. That she was like, I need to get him over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, like, the only thing I can really think of in Lorelai's defense of all of this Mm -hmm. because part of me is like I would have never married someone that fast having never had them over or like that would be so important to me because and like also he hasn't even like hung out with them really yeah I would be like man you know I if I was getting married I think that I would feel like you know I would want them over Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know, if I had my own house or, you know, they had their own place, I wouldn't want to just be at his place, especially if that if he's moving into my place. Yeah. Yeah. You would just naturally want the person that you are in love with to, you know, probably well, come th- over every once in a while at least. I feel like that speaks volumes of Lorelai, too, because there was no discussion of where they were going to live. It was, you're going to move in here. Yep. So she wasn't willing to have changed her life mm-hmm. in any way to accommodate him. Yeah, and I think this furthers that narrative um, as this episode goes on, mm-hmm. establishing that Lorelai needs to be the one that wears the pants. Mm-hmm. Especially, and, 
I have more to say about that. Yeah. Uh, not that she wants to be the one that wears the pants, but yeah, I don't think Ma- with Max in this relationship, she needs to be the one mm-hmm. in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. It's this scene is very telling for the rest of the episode mm-hmm. on multiple levels. So we'll probably reference this scene again later because a lot of these themes that we're seeing come up again. Mm-hmm. We are now with our other favorite couple of this series, Dean and Rory, and they are walking through the town talking about how they haven't been doing anything fun. There are no good movies and trying to decide what they want to do with their weekend or whatever. And Lorelai says, oh, well, you know, tomorrow or Max is staying the night this weekend. It's kind of like a trial run thing. And I really hate that she calls it a trial run, too. Mm -hmm. It's kind of gross. Um, (laughs) Just doing a quick trial run. Yeah. And he seems hesitant. He's like a double date with adults. That's kind of weird. I don't blame him. I don't either. No. And I think in any other circumstance, that is weird. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, I've gone on, like, a double date with my mom and my stepdad, but, like, we don't call it a double date. That's the part that's freaking weird. That is weird to call it that. And also, you're an adult. Right. True. 16. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh... There's no way... When no. I was 16, would I have gone with my boyfriend on a date with my mom and my, no. <laughs> and my dad? Ever. No, 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 no. No. So, yeah, it's a little interesting. Um, and he, his big thing about it was, it's our anniversary. God damn it, Dean. Huh. This man. And anniversaries. And anniversaries are just like, honestly, with what happened at their last anniversary, I would never celebrate an anniversary again. I know. Like, I'd be like, you know what? Anniversaries are too triggering to me. We are not <laughs> celebrating them. And they haven't been even back together for three months because that was their three-month anniversary. Right. Yeah. So now you're telling me, Dean, are you literally looking me in the eyes and telling me you want to celebrate our anniversary every single month? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, he does. That's your plan. Yeah. So this now, mm-hmm. now Rory's like, well, no, because we, I thought our anniversary was this day. And he's like, no, we can't count that day because that's, you know, we broke up for that anniversary and we haven't been together. And like goes and this man is spiraling over an anniversary. It's weird. <laughs> that like, is not normal. Uh, okay. And she's like, okay, well, let's just like celebrate two anniversaries and he's like two anniversaries a month and Elise was like this guy just like needs to get laid or whatever. <laughs> and I was like well now he's got two anniversaries a month to work her over yeah seriously I don't know this is odd and I don't know why she's like screwing herself over and making herself go through this twice a month yeah no no, no. Yeah, so that's kind of where they settle is they'll celebrate two anniversaries a month. And it's like, maybe when you're young, that's something that you do. I don't know if I ever celebrated, like, anniversaries like that monthly. I think we did, like, six months and then a year. You know, that was, yeah, like, I'm it. trying to think if we, if I ever did. and Maybe, like, a year. I yeah. think that's what the typical. But it was never, like... It's not like we knew the date 
You know what I mean? Right. It was just kind of like, oh, I think we started dating around We had to, June. like, look back to figure out what the date was. Okay. That's, like, how we figured it out. That, me and whoever I've dated in the past, I guess we're both on the same boat that we would never even yeah. research the date. We yeah. were just like, it's sometime this month. And I think... Which is fine, whatever, but... I'm sentimental, but Bryn is very sentimental. So I think the date was... Important. Important. Yeah. On For him more so than me. But I'm not going to say it's not important. Yeah. But. There's nothing wrong with that. And you guys are grown up, like, grown-ups. Right. Were yeah. grown-ups when you started dating. And that makes sense for them because... They're young. You weren't doing, like, one-month anniversaries. And I don't no. know what they are. That That's weird, though, once a month. It's... No, now they're doing twice a month. Yeah, twice a month. Yeah. So... Let's not get it twisted. So now we know that we are going to be going on a double date with Max and Lorelai and Rory and Dean. And I think this is going to introduce a really interesting dynamic because Mm -hmm. the Gilmore girls are their own world, their own entity. And Dean has done a fairly decent job of joining that world and being a part of that universe to the point where he just like blends in at this point and just goes along with it. Mm -hmm. And the power struggle between Max and Lorelai, I think is going to be really interesting here to look at Mm -hmm. because I don't think Max can just let go and go with the flow. Uh, No. So it'll be fun to watch. Our next scene brings us back to the Gilmore Girls, and Max is cooking in their kitchen. Lorelai says that she wants to help, and Max tells her no because she's cut him before or something along those lines. When Rory comes in, she says, what's that smell? And Max asks her to open the broiler, and they had no idea that was there. And he's like, what? What shelter, what bomb shelter have the two of you been living under? And they do this whole, like, weird cult thing where they're like, he has much knowledge in, you know, whatever. And it's it's weird to me that Max doesn't already know that they basically live off of takeout mm. and don't cook at home because that is a huge part of their personalities <laughs> that they don't cook they don't fend for themselves it's like no we go to all of our money goes to luke's and al's pancake world and you know that random chinese place that they order from and joe at the pizza place like that's their Mm -hmm. that's how they survive but he cooks them dinner and then they're sitting and they're watching billy jack which is a movie they've apparently seen a million times They're talking throughout the whole movie, as they do, and Max asks a question, and they shush him, and then they keep talking throughout the movie, and he's like, how come the two of you can talk through the whole movie, but the minute I ask a question, I get shushed? And Lorelai says, that's because you're talking through the parts we haven't seen in a while, so we need to hear what they're saying. And this is where you start to feel that, like, awkwardness because you're seeing firsthand 
they are not ready for someone else to join the two of them. They have created this whole world for themselves, and now Max is trying to get into it, but they are so set in their ways that they don't have room for someone else. And I guess I'm just surprised that Max is so unaware of their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to marry into this duo of women who are very bizarre. (laughs) I mean, not like in a bad way. I just, like, the way they live is different. Mm -hmm. And they are not going to change. No, and that's very... Um, your thoughts on that, I feel like, are reinforced by how Lorelai is sitting on the floor with Rory and mm. not on the couch with yes. Max. Yes. So that kind of reinforces that idea. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting way to create a level of hierarchy as well, where I feel like Lorelai thinks she's on the same playing field as Rory. And Max thinks that he's above that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that the choice of levels there is really interesting and not by accident. I agree. And I think that if Lorelai and Max were to actually have gotten married. um, What? Just kidding. (laughs) Pretty sure everybody knows. Did I give something away? I'm sorry. No, um... I think that would bother Max in the future. Mm-hmm. He would mm-hmm. be upset with that, and it would be an argument. Oh, there would have been a blowout fight about, uh, we are the adults here. Yeah. We are not on the same level as Rory, and we do see we do see that in this mm-hmm. episode. Because even how he's sitting, it almost looks like he she should be in the crook of his arm, because mm-hmm. his arm's around the couch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just that cozy thing, but she's on the floor. And then if we think back about the date with Rory and Dean, their first date, when they all come over, they all end up sitting on the floor at one point, and Mm -hmm. Dean's on the floor with them. Yeah. So Max doesn't even go down the floor with them. No. That's really interesting. I did not think about that. And I think that goes along with what we were saying earlier, where Dean is, his ability to just, like, mold into what they want. He's a better fit to mm-hmm. the family. Mm-hmm. As much as we hate Dean, yeah. we recognize that. Yeah. You know? And I think we get to see the elements of that come to fruition in this episode yeah. as well. And I, when I say I, I hate Dean, I don't hate, hate him like I hate Max. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. like, I don't know. It's just that Dean's a little... He's a sixteen-year-old, yeah, annoying, whiny, yeah, boy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's different. I mean, we give Dean a lot of shit, but it's for fun yeah. more than anything. I just else. think that he's, I don't know. Yeah, he got no. on the floor and sat with them. He came and, to their level, like and, he wanted to be on their level. And I understand, yeah, and I understand why Lorelai is on the floor with Rory. I'm kind of stuck in this place where I'm like, should she be on the couch with Max? But I understand why she wants to be on the floor with her daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. It is. It's interesting because I like I think of myself 
in when I go to like my in-laws and if my nieces are there more often than not I'm sitting on the floor with them yeah or I'm sitting on the floor with my nephew or whatever but I think it's just because that the bonding experience between you and like a child and I know Rory's a teenager but she's still a child Mm -hmm. is more important than me sitting next to my husband yeah because it's like saying you know what there's going to be an, a guy in the house now. You're not used to that, but I want you to know that I'm still... This is still a thing. Like, you and, we are still... We're not going to change. Right. And I think that that's better, mm-hmm. and that's how it should be, because that's mm-hmm. what I would do with my niece. Mm-hmm. I would not... Sorry, I was just picturing Pedro Pascal on my couch, and I was like, what I ditch my niece for him? I'll get back to you. Um, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> No, but I I do think that speaks volumes of of their relationship and what they have established and that her and Max have not talked about that. About the dynamic between the two of them or what what their world is like. And he's seeing firsthand this is a world that they've created for themselves and it's not going anywhere. You're not going to take priority over my daughter. Mm -hmm. Good. Good. I know. I know. So, and not that he seems upset at all. I'm not trying to put that in there. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think he does either. But I mean, what's? But I think in, I think he would eventually. This would be something yeah. that would eventually, if it happened every time. Mm-hmm. Should, I agree. I agree. Be pissed. So then the phone rings, and they play this game with him. Like you're closer, so you have to answer it. Whatever, and it's like. He's there to do the things they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, I get it. You're in charge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's an, I don't know. The dynamic here is very weird. I know. And she like rubs his leg and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't the movie, the movie's over. They decide he can't hang. He falls asleep. And... He's like, oh, no, go ahead, watch the next one. She's like, no, we'll go to bed, whatever. Max starts to go up the stairs, and Lorelai turns around and looks at Rory, and she says, is this weird? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Lorelai, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Like, you have given your daughter no time to adjust to a man living there before you get married to him. Yeah. And... It seems like they're kind of prolonging that night mm-hmm. since he was, like, getting so tired. And they had plans to watch another movie. Yeah. So it's like, what are you pushing off? <laughs> I know what I'd be pushing off. <laughs> it just, yeah. It's just not a good look, like, for her. Yeah, he's falling asleep and... He can't keep up with them. He literally cannot stay awake. To keep up with them. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, the whole vibe is off. And I think Lorelai picks up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't feel natural, like... No, no. I mean, look at, like, when Dean came over, he kept up with them the entire time. Mm-hmm. They watched, you know, Willy Wonka. They had pizza. He would come over for other movies and bring the pizza. Like, he knew what to do. Uh-huh. It was a no-brainer for him. Like... If I want to keep Rory happy, I have to keep Lorelai happy. Yeah. And he knows. So I'm, I am I don't know where the disconnect is there. And part of me wonders if the disconnect is because Lorelai really hasn't brought him into their world before. 
And that's on her. Mm -hmm. But it's also on him for not pushing it the way he's pushed every other frickin' thing that they've done in their (laughs) relationship. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's interesting. In this next scene... um, Let's go. Yeah, it says a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is the middle of the night, and Lorelai cannot sleep. She's sitting there just, like, holding her blanket, like, rubbing it like crazy, which I have learned is called sensory grounding. Oh, and I do that with my preschoolers, and they love it. Anyway. <laughs> do you give them blankets to rub or what? Well, no, we go through five things we can touch, four things we can see, three things we can hear, two things we can smell, and one thing we can taste. And we go through the whole list, and they think about it in their minds, and then at the end we pick our favorite one. Oh, cute. And it, like, calms us all down. Okay. So something to try. That one's for free. I got that from my therapist. <laughs> But you can tell she's just, like, anxious. And I've had those nights where you are trying to sleep and you can't. You just can't. Mm. Um, The day before the wedding, the night before, I took, like, two melatonin. Didn't sleep. I was just wide awake. Not because I was nervous, but because I was excited. But I understand that, like... And you also had, like, 20 people in your room. Yeah, I mean, that too, yeah. (laughs) But, like, once everybody was gone, I just, like, laid there and listened to my friend Jenny sleep, and I was like, oh, that must be nice. (laughs) So, whatever. But it's interesting that she can't sleep, and I feel like that is more often than not a red flag. So she decides to climb into bed with Rory and wakes Rory up to talk to her, And basically starts the conversation by saying, we've not properly talked about this. Um, A little late, Lorelai. A little late. He's already in your bed. Mm -hmm. And she says, like, everything that we've established, everything that we've wanted is is going to go go away. Like, as we know it, our lives are over. Mm -hmm. She's like, there's a boy in my room. Yeah, she's acting like a teenager. Mm Mm-hmm. And I understand that that is, like, a weird concept. Like, I remember sleeping in the same room as Bryn for the first time and being like, this is different. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, why are you going to your daughter for advice on this? (laughs) Like, she's never slept in the same bed with her boyfriend. And Well, I mean, she did fall asleep with Dean at Patty's, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I do think it's interesting that she uses the phrase, our lives are over. Yeah. I mean, that's not... Usually marriage is thought of as an exciting time, a new chapter. Mm -hmm. But she looks at it as this, like, I think she calls it like our our girls only clubhouse, no, no boys allowed is done. And over. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting that she chooses that phrase over, like, this is going to be a new chapter for us, and we're excited. And, I mean, it gets to the point where Rory's like, well, aren't you happy? And she says yes, without any hesitation. But it's like, are you happy because you are just happy? Or are you happy with Max? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I, there's just, 
a disconnect there. But the conversation ends after Rory says, you know, you're happy. It's good. This is just something we have to get used to. And at that point, Lorelai starts to fall asleep and Rory says, you need to be a big girl and go to your own bed. And Lorelai pretends like she can't get up. And at that point, Rory says, fine, 10 more minutes and then you have to go to your own bed. And I'm just like, why don't you want to sleep in your own bed with your future husband? So weird. Something's weird. I. It's just, I think she was already feeling weird when she asked if it was weird. And then she couldn't get that out of her head. And it's like... I... <clears throat> I think she's going to Rory's bedroom, not only just to get physically away from Max, but try to get her... I think she was having major doubts in that bed. Mm -hmm. And she needed to get away from those doubts so Mm -hmm. she doesn't end it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I made a note here. I used to think this scene was really cute. Oh, like Like when you were a teenager? Yeah, like, oh, mother and daughter, they don't want to break up their bond. Um, no, now it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Now it's weird. Um, Unless I, it was something to go in there and just be like, hey, this is the last night we're going to have this. And I've loved yeah. it. I think that's how I used to look at it. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, you're going in there because you don't want to marry this man. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yep. Yeah. So, I, yeah, this scene really is continuing this, like, feeling of anxiety that Lorelai is having. And And I feel it with her, too. I was just going to say, I have a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. watching this. Um, It makes me, like, physically sick. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going to throw up. It makes you, like, totally have secondhand embarrassment. Like, that cringe of just, like, oh, girl, I know what's coming, and I am, Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch this happen. It's like, yeah, we can't look away, though. Yeah. So. It's also like, I feel, and maybe because I have some commitment issues, too, or something, I feel it with her. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, like, oh, my God, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do it. Don't mm-hmm. do it. I don't think you have to have commitment issues to know that this is not a good idea. Yeah. You know? That's true. I think she is starting to realize, like, okay, maybe I did do this too fast. Mm -hmm. Maybe something is not right about the situation. And uh, you would be correct, girl. You would be correct. Sure. Mm -hmm. We are at Luke's diner and the girls walk in. Luke gives them a table and Lorelai says they need a bigger table because Max is with them today and he's trying to find all of his newspapers and Luke says oh great three newspapers with all the same news that sounds like a great use of our trees Mm -hmm. and you can already sense the hostility Mm -hmm. with Luke in this scene and Lorelai tells Luke that he needs to be nice which I think is interesting And when Max comes in, Luke, like, gives him this hearty pat on the shoulder. And he's like, Max, top of the morning to you. You look great. Brown's really your color. Just very out of character for him. Mm -hmm. I do think that it 
does speak volumes that he is willing to be nice to Max, even if it's not authentic for Lorelai. Mm-hmm. But Max sits down and Luke comes up to order or to take their order right away. And the girls order the blueberry pancakes. And that's like his special of the day. And Max says he needs a minute. And the girls are like, uh, okay, we'll wait on the pancakes. And Luke goes, and mm, they're running out and I'm not making more. And Lorelai says, we'll set them aside. And he goes, it's first come, first serve. I'm not setting them aside. And they said, all right, well, we'll take our chances. And Max says, you don't have to do that. I want you two to go at your own rhythm. And my rhythm might not necessarily match your rhythm. Okay, well, if we can't all be on the same rhythm, then this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Because they are fast-paced. They, that's like the whole slogan of the show, is to talk fast. Like, mm-hmm. he can't keep up with them. So they have to slow their lives down to meet him in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point where Lorelai is like, okay, that's all your basic breakfast stuff. Like, just make a decision, please. And Luke comes back and he brings the lunch menu and he says, lunch is in an hour. So you can use this menu if you would rather instead. And Lorelai is like, Luke, come on. I thought it was great. <laughs> but... He orders, the girls order their blueberry pancakes. Luke did set them aside for them because, of course, he did. And I just, when they order the pancakes and he says they set them aside before he walks away, Lorelai says, love ya. Mm-hmm. And I, I might be reading into this, but it's weird. It is weird. It's that's not your husband or your fiance. Your, your fiance is right next to you. Right. Yeah. And like I get that it's like a throwaway love you kind of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, he didn't have to save them those pancakes. Mm-hmm. But he did. It's. Yeah. Mm hmm. So I don't know. This it's flirtatious. Scene, it's, yeah, it, yeah. No matter how you dice it and slice it. Absolutely. Or it's, flip it like a blueberry pancake. This whole it's flirtatious. scene is very, like, interesting. I'm so attracted to Luke in it. I know. <laughs> he looks so, great. I love when he's grumpy and sassy. and Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. as they're sitting there waiting for breakfast, um, Luke notices that there's construction going on outside. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. And he discovers that Taylor approved to have a traffic light put in. And typically in Stars Hollow, if you're going to have a traffic light put in, you have to have the approval of all of the businesses. And Taylor said that it is a dire need and that he is able to he is able to set this up without the help or the approval of the businesses because it is a dire need. And Luke says, there hasn't been an accident out here in over 10 years. And Taylor tells him that he needs to accept progress and move on. And it's like, it's very interesting to me that a traffic light is going in, in a town that has very little traffic, (laughs) but also... 
when someone is making a big decision Mm -hmm. and you have this traffic light. And I think so often we look for signs in different areas of our life. And Mm -hmm. I think a traffic sign going in is a very big sign. Mm -hmm. Um, And Luke not being supportive of the traffic sign is also symbolic here. Yeah, totally. But Lorelai comes outside to greet Luke about the traffic light. And she says, I'm sure you can pull it out with your bare hands and your teeth. And she then asks Luke if he got her wedding invite. And he says, yeah, it's up in a pile somewhere. Okay. She says, okay, well, are you going to come? And he doesn't answer. He says, I actually have to make some phone calls about this traffic light thing, so I'll get back to you. And that's where he leaves it. And he goes back inside. We know that Luke is not a confrontational person, so he's not going to tell Lorelai to her face, I'm not coming to your wedding. Mm -hmm. But at the same time... Lorelai, you know that, you know he's not going to come. Yeah. And you know why he's not going to come. The fact that he's not coming tells you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like. The fact that he said it's the basic- invitation is in a pile somewhere upstairs tells you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. If he's not going, that's basically him saying... I'm not going because I have feelings for you and I don't want you to marry this man. Yep. Yeah. It's not like they're casual people. They see each other every day. Right. There's no reason Luke would not come. Mm-hmm. I agree. So it's not like someone you casually like and you see them every once in a while. This mm-hmm. is somebody implant like a very fixed figure in her life and mm-hmm. he's not coming. So that's basically him saying, I'm in love with you. Yeah, that's exactly it. Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I, yeah. It's that stoplight, man. It is. And it's very interesting that it's on the corner of Luke's mm-hmm. diner. Oh, that has to be mm-hmm. symbolic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's more to say about that as we get towards the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. So let's continue on. Sure. All right. Here we go. I'm going to start this next part by saying this is probably the scene where I have the most respect for Dean in the entire series. So this scene starts once they have finished their dinner and they're talking about all the food they ate. And Max is like, oh, six baked potatoes between four people. And Lorelai's like, oh, whatever. You're like an amateur, basically. So the girls see ice cream. They run off. To get ice cream. And Max is like, how could they possibly eat ice cream? And Dean says, this is nothing. And I'm honestly surprised that you don't know their lifestyle or their world or their quirks or whatever. And Max is like, well, what are you talking about? So he's sitting down with Max and he's explaining all of these different rules that he's come up with, like go along with their bits or don't fight with them at night or whatever, and giving Max all of this advice. And Max is like, oh, okay. And he says, you have much knowledge. And Dean is like, oh, you got that from Rory. And then he says, does Lorelai know what your favorite ice cream is? And he's like, well, yeah, but she's not going to get me ice cream. And 
Sure enough, she gets him ice cream and they head home. Once they get home, Lorelai's like, oh, I can't believe I can't believe you let me eat that ice cream. And Dean's like, it's always your fault when they're full and mm-hmm. they eat too much and kind of like showing how you just go along with it. Like this is just their world and we're living in it kind of thing. And I do think it is genuine of Dean to be like, not genuine, but maybe grown up of Dean to realize that like, if you want to be in the Gilmore girls lives, you have to go along with what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's you don't get to call the shots here. And Dean learned that very early on. But I, it just amazes me that he has more perception on the situation than Max does. And I think that says a lot about Max and Lorelai, but they get home and Lorelai goes inside. And before Max goes inside, he looks at Dean and Rory. He's like, it's 11 o'clock, you guys. And she's like, "Okay." And he goes, it's getting kind of late. And they're like, "Okay." And he goes inside. And when he goes upstairs, he's like, they've been out there for a long time, like, when are they supposed to come inside? And Lorelai's like, who? Who are you talking about? And he's like, Rory and Dean. And she's like, oh, they'll come inside when they stop talking about who's cuter more or who loves each other more or whatever. And he's like, well, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Like, what is my role? And Lorelai doesn't understand what he means. And he goes, what if I come home and they're like kissing on the couch? And Lorelai says, turn off the light. <laughs> like <laughs> She's like, they're teenagers. They're allowed to kiss. Like, what? And then he goes, well, what do I do if Rory ever comes home drunk? And Lorelai is like, that's not going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. Laura, Rory is grown up. She's been raised. Like, you, you don't have to worry about that stuff. And he gets very upset with the idea that he cannot parent or control Rory mm-hmm. in this situation. He's like, I so I don't have a role here? And she's like, you're my fella, my guy, my old man, whatever. And tries to flirt her way out of it. Well, and she goes down, she says something like, like a, you know, dirty talker. Uh-huh. She always brings it back to sex mm-hmm. with Max. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm being serious. Like, what... What is the plan? And she's like, well, I haven't really thought about it. And that pisses him off because Mm -hmm. he's like, we're getting married and you haven't thought about this. And it's like, have you? Yeah. Why is this just coming up now? This is something you should have talked about a long time ago. In fact, the whole reason you broke up in the first place was because you weren't sure about how Rory would feel or Rory would react. Mm Mm-hmm. So why are we now trying to figure that out? Yeah. And then you're trying to throw this on to Lorelai, mm-hmm. even though you just did the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So they have this back and forth. And then finally, he's like, we don't need to have this argument tonight. And she's he's lucky he's not arguing with me. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I know. <laughs> I know. And so they 
end up making up or whatever, and he says, oh, I broke Dean's rule about the evening or arguing in the evening or whatever. And she's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, you are a grown man, Max. So maybe the fact that you have to take advice from a high schooler on how to communicate with these women says a lot about your relationship to begin with. And you're an English teacher. Mm -hmm. You're an English teacher. Yeah. You should already know this. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. So I, uh, I have a lot of respect for Dean for kind of calling him out and being like, Hey man, you got to figure this out because they're not going to help you. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to keep up with them, you've got to learn how to keep up with them. They don't wait around. And if they have to wait around, they get very impatient, as we saw at breakfast time. Yep. So. And all everyone around them, they do, they know, like Luke knows the girls and how mm-hmm. they work. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has his roles too, you know, but he's yeah. breaking them. He's yeah. saving them pancakes. but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot to say on that as we continue on. But, but yeah, I think that there's a lot to say, too, that she's back in her pigtails mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this, and I was like, when's the last time I saw her in pigtails? That's when her and Max broke up, wasn't it? When she went ice skating? Mm-hmm. That's when she started to have doubts about everything, yeah. Yep. Yep, totally. And I think a lot of this is, it's just very put on. Like, she plays a role with Max. Mm -hmm. And Max is starting to see that role come down a little bit. Yeah. And realizing, oh, wait. Um, Oh, she is a, you know. Yeah. A person. Not Mm -hmm. just, um, he sees Lorelai as a concept. Right. It's like that line in Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Mm -hmm. She's like. You know, a lot of men think that I can fix them or I'm fun or whatever, but I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a concept. I'm just a fucked up girl looking for my own peace of mind. Yeah. It, it's very much like he, and she acts like that too. Like, I'm fun and whimsical mm-hmm. and aren't I goofy and cool and, and I say dirty things. Yeah. But she Lola, says you're like, not like that. All of my quirks are why you love me, remember? Yeah. And it's like, mm, no, we're the, not doing that. The Lorelai we all know and love is very cynical. Mm-hmm. I would say most of the time she's cynical and she's kind of a little bit harder. Not so soft and sweet and like. Uh. And honestly, during this argument, there is a level of desperation that is not Lorelai. Yeah. Like, her using sex appeal to, like, get him to forget this argument is really not on track with who she is. No. Only time I really remember... I could put very wrong, as I don't know. I can't remember the future episodes, but I just really feel like with Max, this is she's done this more than once with, like, the... When she's on the phone with him, she'll bring it back to sex. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, say something dirty. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I feel like it's because that kind of... (sighs) Which is fine. It's fine. I love dirty talk. I'm not putting it down. But if that's your main communication, 
You're not communicating. That's not like marriage level. That's like mm-hmm. we're having fun. Yeah. Have fun then. But yeah, just don't. have fun. Don't put, you know, don't put these extreme labels on it then. Yeah. But I think for him, he he wants that. He wants the extreme labels. And he thinks that once they're married, she can't go off, you know? Mm-hmm. She can't be free anymore. She's mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's just this whole weird dynamic of him wanting to discipline Rory. Yeah, it's gross. Like, why? I'm sorry. And that's something that, like, I have a lot of respect for my stepdad because he's never, at least with me, I don't think he has with my brother either. That's like, he's like, those are your kids. Like, And, and we when did he come? Up, yeah, when did he come in the picture? About the same age yeah. as Rory. That would make sense because they're very established and that's a lot to put on a kid to be like a teenager and be like oh I'm bringing somebody in the house and you now you gotta listen to them Mm -hmm. I just think these are parts of a relationship that need to be discussed prior to even talking about marriage and sure some people make it work and it's great and it's fine but in this instance when they've been alone their Rory's entire life Mm -hmm. It's different. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you have two free single people who have no kids mm-hmm. and not very much baggage or anything like that. Right. Right. And maybe Trying it is to like in. a little naive of Lorelai to be like, no, Rory's never going to do anything like that. Like, she's established. She's raised. We mm-hmm. don't, I don't need your input on that. That might be a little naive. But at the same time, who's going to know Rory better? Yeah. So I think Max needs to step off. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know why he's so upset about this. Like he, I guess he just assumed that he would be stepping in there to make some sort of mm-hmm. rules with, well, and I with too, Rory. I wonder if part of it is, okay, if I can't control you and what you do, then I want to control this situation. Yeah. And I think Dean maybe was extreme. freaking him out. Yeah, I think so too. Dean freaked him out, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Woman. I think Dean basically saying, like, you have to go along with them. They're not going to go along with you. Freaked him out. Mm-hmm. And to that I say, don't get married. <laughs> don't do it. We are now celebrating the opening of the traffic light. And Luke is there crabbing, as usual. Lorelai and Suki are trying to plan her bachelorette party while Taylor is introducing this traffic light. And he unveils the sign, which is ridiculous. As Luke says, it was written for morons. And then Babette says, yeah, and it's in a stupid font, too. (laughs) And when they see the button, Miss Patty says, that's the biggest yellow button I've ever seen. (laughs) And he decides the best way to commemorate the opening of this traffic light is to have the oldest resident of Stars Hollow cross the street because the timing of the crosswalk was made to accommodate her crossing the street. And he asks Luke to take, or not Luke, he asks Kirk to take pictures of it and he starts snapping away and then Miss Patty says, uh, Kirk, the cover is still on your, your lens. And he's <laughs> like, oh, thanks. And then he starts snapping away. Um, as they're kind of talking about the bachelorette party, 
She's like, you don't eat dinner at a bachelorette party. And Luke's like, I think you're stupid if you don't eat first. And then she says, I'm not going to wear a veil. And Suki says, you should wear a veil. I love veils. And she's like, well, I'm not wearing a veil to the the actual wedding. And Luke says, I, you should just elope. Like, it's stupid. And Lorelai's like, trust me, we thought about eloping, but that's not what we're going to do. And he goes into this long spiel about how it's not natural for two people to mate for the rest of their lives unless you're a duck. But who really cares about what ducks do? And Suki's like, let's get away from this old crotchety guy. (laughs) And Lorelai says, oh, he's just being Luke. But the whole time he's saying this, you can sense that there is an under tone to this whole monologue he has Mm -hmm. where it's like it's not natural for two people to mate for the rest of their lives but it would be natural if it was me and you Mm -hmm. that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah he seems very like he's getting scared he's gonna lose her He's like, people evolve and change. It only makes sense that we don't just stay with one person. I feel like he's word vomiting all the things in his head that has told him, you know, like talking to himself about what's going on with Lorelai and Max. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he says there's no way that two people can grow and change at the same pace. mm -hmm. It's not possible. And I think for him, he's already grown and changed with Lorelai because mm-hmm. they've been friends for so long. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know that we can do it. Yeah. But I don't think you can do it with him. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know for sure if he thinks that he knows that they could do it, but he knows for sure he doesn't want her to grow and change with him, with Max. Yeah. And yeah. like, and then not even get to try it out. With mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. This will just not be an option. And he's probably always been counting on an option with Lorelai. Yeah. I at think least. so, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Everything starts to feel more real. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the bachelorette party, and you're like, okay, here it comes. And, you know, we're slowly approaching this event. And Luke is alone now because you know Rachel's gone and that didn't work out again and he knows why it didn't work out because someone else picked up on the vibe between Luke and Lorelai and he's like does she not see it or does she not want it Mm -hmm. and I think he's starting to realize okay well if she's really gonna marry this guy then she didn't want it yeah That's how I would take it. (laughs) Yeah, and it's kind of a blow to his confidence and, you know, who he is. Mm -hmm. So I think any chance he gets, he's going to make comments about marriage and whatever, because if I keep planting the seed that marriage is stupid, she won't want to marry him. Yeah. You know? And it's it's not like he can just continue, and then that's a big shift for him, because if she does get married to him, you can't just like her still. Right. Right. So you're going to have to treat her differently. Yeah. Things aren't going to go be a completely different shift in your life. Yeah. More than I think he even can realize. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting 
And I think he he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's saying. And he knows how to get under her skin a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because she gives him this, like, disapproving look as Suki drags her away. And it's almost a look of, like, why can't you just be supportive? Yeah. Because everybody knows it's not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And there's still lots to say because this is not the last time we see Luke in this episode. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have reached the bachelorette party and they're trying to get into the club. Rory is very concerned that she will not get into the club because she is not 18. And Michelle has followed along for the festivities because he really wants to dance. They get in, they tell the door bouncer guy that Rory is like an international superstar, and I think he's just like, whatever. It's a drag club. It's harmless. And when they get inside, Lorelai's like, we're going to have to stand. There's nowhere to sit. Suki finds a table, and it happens to be a table that Emily is sitting at. And Michelle says he invited Emily as a little surprise for Lorelai. And they sit down. Mae West comes up and takes their order. And I, first of all, have to say, I would have loved to have seen a drag club in the early 2000s because they're vastly different than our drag culture today. Oh, sure. But I am a big drag queen fan and drag king fan and love it. So it's fun to see this scene. And these wigs on these queens look way better than the one that Madeline had on, or (laughs) Louise had on in the last episode. That's very true. Um, But they are sitting around, they're enjoying their cocktails, and then Emily asks Lorelai how she's feeling, and she reminisces on the week before she married Richard, and how she was so nervous, and anytime she thought about him, she got weak in the knees, and then she said that whole week before... Whenever her mother went to bed, she would put on her wedding dress and her gloves and her tiara and look in the mirror. And it was just like this very sweet, loving, genuine story. And she's like, I can't believe that, you know, 34 years ago we were getting married. And by the time she's done telling her story... Everyone wants to leave to call their significant other, to send their significant other a message. Like, Suki calls Jackson and Rory's texting Dean. And, you know, they're all caught up in in the moment of these feelings. And Lorelai excuses herself to call. And Can I interrupt you? Yes, please. Before we get to this next part, I just want to ask you, do you think that Emily telling that story was a way to shake Lorelai a little bit? Or do you think that was just her aunt honestly telling that story? Like, I mean, yeah. honestly, she was telling that story. But, you know, right. like, was it 100% just to tell the story? Or do you think there's a little bit of, like, a something to for Lorelai? You know, I don't... That's a really good question because we have seen Emily do things in more of a vindictive kind of way. But for this scene, it feels very genuine, I think. Like, she says, I admire your composure because I had none. 
mm-hmm. when I was getting married. And I think it's just another way to show how different they can be. I I guess I don't think that there's anything behind it. I think it's just like a genuine story or her genuine experience. Okay. But I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Um, the only ways that I felt that way is when Laura like excuses herself. She sort of has that Emily smirk on her face, like that all-knowing mother look. Well, and part of me thought that was like, oh, she really does love yeah. him. That she's know? going to talk to him. Yeah. yeah I guess I'm always like not no, trusting that's Emily. That but is not totally that, fair. Not that I would think that she was doing it vindictively. Right. I think it'd be more of like... Are you sure? Because we haven't even got to discuss this. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You never know with Emily. It's true. It's That is true. She is has a lot of layers to yeah. her. So, but, but please go on with the scene. So Lorelai picks up her phone and excuses herself and everyone thinks she's calling Max. She's not. She's calling Christopher. I feel like there's that moment of you're like, is she going to call Luke? Yeah. You know what I mean? There mm-hmm. is that tiny moment where you don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me. Nope. I think her calling Christopher is her calling someone new who will tell her it's a bad idea. Yeah. Because Luke's not going to do it. He's had several opportunities yep. now and he hasn't done it. Yep. And she knows that Christopher will be honest with her Mm -hmm. enough to be like, that's the worst idea you've ever had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Christopher has known her the longest. And he is honest with her about things. To the point, they just have like an open relationship enough to be honest with each other. It's someone you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, have known intimately, too. Mm-hmm. It's just a different playing field. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I truly think that she is looking for someone, anyone else, to say, this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And no one is saying it. And and she's not even saying it. No, she's not. Because this is I, the closest she's come to saying it. I know. Yeah. Her calling Christopher is a huge red flag. Like, sirens immediately go off in my head. Like, yeah. Okay, we're I, we're sinking. This is a sinking ship. It's not going well. If Amy, if I ever were to get married and there was a bachelorette party, and I call my ex, just no, no. <laughs> First of all, you and I are close enough where like I would just say, "What no. the hell?" And I'd be like, like yep. "What's going we on?" We would just communicate through our eyes. Yeah, we wouldn't have to say it. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, that's this how we is... communicate while we watch the show. Yeah. So <laughs> this is just not good. <clears throat> it's it shows that she is questioning herself and her decisions. And maybe she's comparing like my mother was weak in the knees when she married my father. And she put on her wedding dress every night because she was so excited to get married and she doesn't have any of that I didn't put on my wedding dress every night but I did like put on like my jewelry and like my hair piece and like all those different things to like get excited and whatever but Mm -hmm. also I think we just 
it had, is, we had just been together so long at yeah. that point. It's different because I'm sure Emily and Richard were not together for seven years before they got married because that's just not what you do. That's not what they did back then. Yeah, that wasn't traditional. But uh, yeah, you don't have to. I mean, Lorelai doesn't have to necessarily want to put her. It's not that specific. I think that, you know, like I have to put my wedding dress on every mm-hmm. night. And it's just in general, like. It's the I'm feeling. not excited. Yeah. Yeah. This it's is kind of feeling. just like whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. let's get into the juiciness of this conversation that they have on the <sighs> phone. So she kind of, he's like, oh, it's your bachelorette party. And she's like, yeah, I'm getting married to Max or whatever. And he's like, oh, Max. Yeah. And he says that Rory has mentioned him on the phone during their phone calls or whatever. And he asks, like, well, what kind of guy is Max? And, of course, jumps to what are his music tastes? Because, you know, their whole relationship was really heavy with music. Mm -hmm. They're both very music-inclined people. He starts listing off, oh, he has a bad collection. It's Bono, it's Beatles, it's Bob Dylan, Alanis Morissette, Dave Matthews. And, like... Like, Bryn, Bryn does not have, I won't say he doesn't have great taste in music, but his music interests are vastly different from mine, mm-hmm. which is something I really struggled with in the beginning because I was like, this man does not like any kind of music that I like. What are we going to do? What is he like? Well, he's more into like soundtracks. Or, like, I say it, like instrumental, like oh, that's kind of you cool. know, yeah. Like it's different from mine, and not to say that he doesn't come to concerts with me because yeah. he does. But you know, I am. I find myself to be very much a Christopher or a Lorelai when it comes to my mm-hmm. music taste. I thought you were going to say Christian rock. <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> no. But, man, if I dated someone and they said their favorite band was Dave Matthews, I'd be like, it's a no for me. <laughs> Sorry. But, well, he lists off some good ones in there, like Tom Waits. Well, yeah, like Alanis Morissette. Alanis. You know, whatever. But I just, I can't. Yeah. Nope. And he's like, okay, so this guy's boring is basically what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, be nice. He's great. He's a nice guy. And she sums up their relationship by saying, we hooked up, then we broke up because someone freaked out. And Christopher goes, you freaked out. She goes, I freaked out. Then we got back together and it became really serious really fast. And now we're getting married. Yeah. She sums it up like a, if if Max heard her. Sum it up that way, he'd be pissed. Yeah. Yeah, he would. He would. We are basically just, like, hooking up. She sounded like, like a high school girl. Yeah. We were just, like, hooking up for a little while, and then, like, we broke up because someone got freaked out. Yeah. Me. And then we got back together, and he's so in love with me and, like, basically asked me to marry him. That's yeah. how, That's the tone yep, for me. Totally. Totally. Yeah, it's not a good look. It's bad. It's, it's really so bad. It's so embarrassing. It's like, no, don't do this. Yeah. Funny thing is that Christopher... Doesn't really seem that affected. Nope. He's just like... I think he knows that it's not going to happen. Yeah. If if he's... If he knows Lorelai well enough. He knows Lorelai well enough to know that if she's calling him at her bachelorette party, she does not want to get married. And he knows it. And he seems unbothered. 
And like not even bothered enough to say or like care enough to say, hey, Lorelai, maybe you shouldn't be doing this since you're calling me mm-hmm. on your and you know what I mean? Yeah. He does not care about Lorelai in any degree that he can tell her even like, hey, I think this is a bad idea. Right. He's just like, go, go make a mistake. Go do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm yeah. Christopher. I'm the cool guy. Yeah. I listen to. Metal or no, no, Metal Offspring. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Yeah. This scene ends with just saying everything it needed to say without saying anything at all. And I think we know where this is going. Because yeah. when she sits back down at the table and Suki says, Oh, how's your man? She's like, Hmm? And she's like, Max, how's Max? Oh, he's he's good. Everything's yeah. good. And that's the end of the evening. She didn't even tell Suki. Nope. Because she knows. Suki's mm-hmm. going to call her out on her bullshit. She knows. Yeah. It is the next morning, and Michelle and Suki and Lorelai are all extremely hungover in the kitchen. And Michelle informs Lorelai that Max is in the lobby looking very perky and that if she does not slap him, he will. <laughs> And she goes in there, and he says he tried to drop his printer off, but Rory wasn't home, and he doesn't have keys. And Lorelai says, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to make you a copy of the keys. And he said, again, like, clearly this has come up before. And she's like, I will do what I promise. And he says, he kind of freaks out on her. And says, this is because you don't think about anybody but yourself. Yeah. And she's like... like, Well, he says it really rude, too. Like, he's like, maybe for once, at least one time of the day, one part of the time of the day, you should think about something other than just yourself. Yeah. So just saying that she thinks about herself all day. And she she responds by saying, ouch. Yeah, she's really taken aback. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, I'm sorry. Maybe I am hungover or whatever. And it's like, you're not hungover, bro. You're just a dick. You're a jerk. And honestly, I understand how he feels, though. Mm. Like, he's going to be moving in there. Yeah. He should have keys. And I think he sees this as a possible red flag. Yeah. And I think she's starting to realize that subconsciously she didn't make a copy of those keys because she didn't want him to have them. Yeah. It's very, yeah. It's very telling. And Luke didn't need keys. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Nope. He just broke in. (laughs) (laughs) Which Bryn will say is problematic in itself, but whatever. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel bad. Because that would suck. Mm. But at the same time, wake up. Yeah. Wake up. These are things that should have been figured out already. Like, it's not a good situation. And And how about, like, for me, yes, this is a red flag. This sucks. But if I was Lorelai, I'd be like... He really cut her down as a person, mm-hmm. and that is one of my biggest pet peeves when, mm-hmm. is when there is a disagreement or something like somebody is not happy with the other person. You do not need to cut the other person down to shreds. Right. 
Because that was, like, very low blow. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, Lorelai is selfish. We all know that. But mm-hmm. you're making her seem like... A monster. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's just like, that type of person, stay away from them. Mm-hmm. Because they're not looking out for you in the long run because they see the worst in you all. That's him seeing the worst in Lorelai. Oh, absolutely. And speaking it as if it is truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a good look. And I think the scene ends with them saying he'll come back tomorrow and she says yeah come back tomorrow and i'll have the keys and he doesn't kiss her goodbye he leaves yeah i can't just ever like do something sexier sexy you're about to get married i guess she is at work though yeah but also we just told we just said that she uses that as her defense mechanism well, i know but <laughs> now we're being why does she always critical? have to be the sexy one and he just has to be present wearing brown shirts i don't know but it's not a good look i don't know he sucks (laughs) (laughs) i see the worst in max we all cut him down Mm -hmm. we have reached the last scene and rory tells lorelei that she got an interesting call from her dad and said that he talked to Lorelai last night and was checking to make sure that everything was okay. And Lorelai said, oh, yeah, I was just about to tell you about that. And Rory says, oh, that's an interesting coincidence because I didn't know you had talked. And did you call him when you said you were calling Max? And Lorelai ends up blaming it on the Long Island iced tea, which we all know is... Could be partially true, but then also, no, there's another layer to it. Mm. And Rory, again, asks her, everything's okay, you're happy, right? And Lorelai doesn't answer. She says, don't I seem happy? And if you're answering a question with another question, you're deflecting from the real answer. Mm Mm-hmm. And Rory accepts that as, like, a perfectly fine answer and goes into her room. And at that point, we hear, like, this dragging sound. And Lorelai goes outside and sees Luke and this chuppah that he carved out of wood and built for her. And he says, you can't get married without something to cover you or shield you or whatever from the hot sun. So he built this beautiful wooden structure for her. And it's, like, intricate. There's, like, individual grapes carved (laughs) into it. Like... He's like, I just had some time. Yeah. And he's like, the picture's better, but... And I'm like, there's no way. him crying as he's carving that freaking donkey. That is him carving out his feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. God, I love him. And she's like this is beautiful and she said is it wrong that we get married under a chuppah isn't that like a jewish thing and he goes i don't think it matters and she says do you did you mean what you said about marriage and he goes well i think some people can probably make it work if they really want to and people can grow and and change together and they stand up And he says, you know, it'll be fine. You only get married once, so it needs to be really special. Because she thanks him again for the chuppah. Mm -hmm. And she goes, you're right. 
you do only get married once. And she kind of has this moment where she looks off into the distance. And then there is this iconic directing choice by this wonderful woman who I'm now obsessed with, where it shows Luke and Lorelai under the chuppah from behind the same way you would see them if they were getting married. Mm -hmm. And it is beautiful. It is iconic. I'm obsessed. I love it. At that point, we go inside with Lorelai and she is manic and tells Rory to pack her bag. They're going on a road trip. They haven't been on a road trip in a while. It's time to go. And Rory's like, what's what's happening? Aren't, aren't you getting married to Max? And Lorelai says, no. And Rory asks why. And Lorelai says, because I didn't want to try on my wedding dress every night. And without hesitation, Rory says, okay, what are we packing for? Mountains, sand, whatever. And she's like, I don't know. We're just packing to pack. And they start going this like back and forth, really wild, manic discussion. And Lorelai says they're going to leave at five in the morning or more like six in the morning. And she's along with it. They're not telling anyone that they're leaving. They're just leaving. And at that point, we cut to the next morning. They're in the Jeep all packed up and they are stuck at the traffic light because it's a red light. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the symbolism of that? It's interesting choice that it was red mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Is that telling her to stop what she's doing and go through with it? For me, it's interesting because it's like kind of like don't leave the town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's this reflection moment. It's mm-hmm. actually how when I really like this movie called Unfaithful. Okay. And that's how it ends. Okay. At the very end, they get they're at. You kind of have to decide what they're going to do at the end, mm-hmm. if they're going to turn themselves into the police or not. Okay. And the light is green, but they just stop at it. Okay. And it's right in front of the police station. And so for me, and then at the very last minute before the cameras stop at the end of the movie, sorry if anybody is like mad, I'm like really unfaithful okay. for them. <laughs> I'm the only weirdo out there that like loves that movie. But at the end, the very end, it turns, um, well, maybe I'm remembering this wrong. Maybe it was red, and then it turns green, but then they don't go. So you okay. you take away that they're not going to go. Got it. For me, it's like, yeah. So maybe that's kind of in there, too, mm-hmm. that they're stopped, but, you know, yeah. they could turn back, but they don't. I made a note, too, that the scene reminded me a lot of when Rory started Chilton and they're looking up at the school because Rory does that like head tilt thing where they're like looking up at like all this possibility. It just makes me think of the two of them in that moment when she's about to start Chilton and it's this big change and adventure for them and now you see that same shot of them looking up at the traffic light Mm -hmm. and thinking okay now what? Yep. What's next? What's going to happen? Yeah. 
that is, it's got to have been, that has to be intentional because it's almost mm-hmm. identical. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. And here we are now with them leaving town. Lorelai is basically ghosting Max the way she wanted to the first time. Yeah. And this is how she deals with things because it's easier to do it this way than to confront the person about it. Not great. No. No, um, I will say like I get we, it though. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I feel it, man. I want to run with her. I don't like that she does this. I think this is a big character flaw in Lorelai. Sure. Um, but I do think Luke was the nail in the coffin. Uh, yeah, like this man made me this, and I want to be sculpture. that coffin. <laughs> Sorry, that was so (laughs) wrong. Well, it's like, this man built me something, put aside his own feelings for what I have going on to build me this thing so I can marry someone else. Yeah. Wake up. And it's like so great of him that he could apologize to her Mm -hmm. and be like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm sorry. I was hard on Max. And I just want you to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is really yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. It's very grown up. It's and very sweet. And it does mirror, I guess, Christopher's response to, you know, I just want, just want, I want you to be, be happy. happy. Yeah. Which is nice that yeah. she has all these men wanting her to be happy. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Lorelai. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. And this really sets us up for the next scene. Like, it's an immediate continuation. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. So, here we are. She's not getting married. We all saw it coming. And I love that Rory was just like, she got it. She got it when her mom made the... When Lorelai made the reference to, I didn't want to put my dress on every night. Yeah. And Rory's like, okay, let's do it. You know, I'm not going to talk down to you. I just don't want you to make this mistake because obviously this is going to be a mistake. Mm -hmm. And if we don't do it the way that you're going to do it right now, you'll end up getting married to him. Yep. Yeah. That's what would happen. If if Lorelai is that immature in this aspect Mm -hmm. that she would just go ahead and get married to him if she didn't do something big like this. Yeah. Yeah. Because Max would talk her back into it. Or she wouldn't get the courage to say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is Rory's way of supporting her mom through something that is going to be very hard for a while. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, it's not happening. Let's move on. What can we do? How can we move past this? Let's get it going. Mm-hmm. And to that, I say, fine. Yeah. Support your mom. Yeah, I think the it's really shitty how Lorelai is doing this and running away. It'd be more shitty if she married him, though. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah, you have to pick and choose your battles. Here. Yes, our yeah. characters. Oh my gosh, humans are flawed. I know. Oh my gosh, I characters didn't know that. Characters on television they have flaws. They have my. God. They don't do the right thing always. This is groundbreaking. What? We call this town meeting to order. All right, town meeting. Let's cover our usual bases here. So for this episode, we had like 39 to 40 references. Um, 
I'm going to do a reference video just for all the drag queens and drag references. And maybe we do a separate one for the music, too, so it doesn't feel quite yeah, we'll so see. heavy. We'll see what happens. I like to, like, try to keep them all together so, yeah. pe- so whoever's watching it can be like, these are the references for this episode. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. And it's hard to fit them all in. It's yeah amazing. Like, I know someone was like, slow down, it's too <laughs> much. And it's like, we got to go with what the show does, man. Like, got to keep it fast and moving. Yeah, I keep them fast because I try to get, ideally, I like to get them all into one video. Mm-hmm. And then I like to use a little music with it, too, in the background. And you only have a minute of music that you can use. Yeah. So I think it real creative with that process. Mm-hmm. But yeah. with a 40 40 references. Yeah. Yeah. We'll it's not going to be one part. No, definitely not. So, okay. So for this town meeting, we're going to keep it a little short because um, we're a little pressed for time while we're recording here. Because we like had to get stuck in snow like, snow, like <laughs> seven times this morning. <laughs> and truthfully, we did make a Starbucks run. Yes, of course. So, Got you to. know, um, but I do have um, a controversial post from Reddit that I thought we could discuss. Um, So someone says, name a time you would have wanted to see a character take the less moral course of action. So I'm just going to read this first one because it's the most relevant to what we're talking about at this moment. Okay. Um. So Rory should have gone to PJ Harvey with Tristan to stick it to Paris after she started bullying her again for no reason. No. You don't think so? No. No. I think it would have been fun, but I think she didn't. I think they wrote that she didn't go because he was leaving. Yeah. Um, I don't think that. Oh. No, because she didn't like Tristan at all. So why would she go make suffer? I think because Tristan was the one that got away. (laughs) What? (laughs) Who the hell are you? What did she do with Amy? (laughs) I would have liked to have seen potentially what would have happened there if Chad Michael Murray had stayed. Oh, yeah. Me too. I think that they could have had, like, a great friendship, if anything. Mm -hmm. But... Okay, never mind. I'm going to share one more. (laughs) Emily should have treated Trix with the same nasty energy Trix treated her with instead of trying to please her and be so nice to her. You get what you give. Sure. She could put a little teaspoon of bleach in her cereal. I think that is more extreme than this person is. (laughs) Sorry, that's a Cardi B song. Oh, that's right. She says, I'm going to... Give you a teaspoon of bleach in your cereal and serve it to you. Like, here you go. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't poison. Don't do that. I think Emily loves Richard too much to be mean to his mom. Yeah. I think for I think that this choice was more of an interesting choice to make her cowardly around tricks. Well, it shows us like a a contrast to her normal character. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we need that. We need to see that Emily is also a human. Yeah, it was fun to see her kind of run after her own tail almost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I liked it. I did too. The way they do it. I I think we can't, 
we can't rely on this show to like always be taking the moral high ground because this show is showing us like characterizations of real people. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to have a characterization of a real person, they have to have flaws. Oh, yeah. I mean, almost any character, every main character in in a show does not take the moral high ground. Right. And sometimes is very unliked. Mm-hmm. Like Carrie in Sex and the City. No, don't get me started on that. Well, I know, but she's because she's the main character. Yeah, she's a, when you're the main character of the show, you're usually for a show like this. You're yeah. gonna do some pretty selfish, neurotic. I can pretty much actions. honestly say I don't think anybody in Sex and the City is moral. I think Charlotte yeah. tries, but she's not. Yeah. Anyway, that could be a whole other thing, but. So that's where we'll leave it today, mm-hmm. those two topics. Uh, next week, we will have Mary join us, and she is a friend of mine, and I'm very excited to have her. She She's re- not a friend of mine, though. I mean, you're an acquaintance. Oh, my God. That's not true. <laughs> you will be friends <laughs> after we record, but she requested... We, I know she's a big Gilmore fan. Her and her boyfriend started watching the series together. He had never seen it before. So he was, like, texting my husband and I, like, his thoughts while he was watching. And then we started doing the podcast. And I was like, okay, season one, let's get our crap together and, like, figure out how we're going to do this, how we're going to make it work. And then in season two, let's invite our friends who love the show to be on an episode with us. So I had messaged her and asked her what episode she wanted to do. And I think her first choice was Road Trip to Harvard, which is interesting because some people love this episode and some people hate it. So we'll have to see kind of how we feel after watching this one. Um, it's a very, it is a come down from this episode. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's really great in its own way. Mm-hmm. Personally. I agree. I agree. And I think it's fun to see them go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Be Gilmore Girls in a different world. Yep. And I'm really looking forward to diving in with Mary. I think she'll. Me too. I hope she has a lot of fun. So I hope you enjoy it too. But that's where we will leave you today. Uh, please be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram. We are underscore growing up Gilmore underscore. We had a really fun TikTok. Kind of get some, what do you call it? Buzz. Traction. Traction. Buzz. This week, um, I started playing around with it and made a Pedro Pascal one that really hit home for me and only because I added the blue cap I think that did it do so well but it was fun so follow us there I'm still working on our lists I'm hoping to have those ready soon and yeah we're so excited that you're all here and on board for season two so thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time bye